So this is not the first time we've seen a story like this, far from it. Uh, but reading now from the Daily Wire report a few days ago, it, it says on Monday, when Connecticut had its state open track and field championships at Willowbrook Park, one person broke the state open records for girls in both the 100 and 200 meter runs. That person was, you guessed it, twist ending, a biological boy. Terry Miller, a transgender, won the events. Um, in the 100 meter dash, the runner up was Andrea Yearwood, who's also a boy. Yearwood won the Class M sprint titles last year. So you may remember hearing about this guy last year. And uh, Miller competed. Now, now listen. So Year, Yearwood was on the girl, was competing against the girls last year. Miller, who broke the record, he competed on the boys' team during the winter indoor season and then joined the girls for outdoor. So he was a boy three months ago. He was a boy just a, a few months ago. He was a boy, and now he decided that he's a girl. What happened that caused this revelation where he suddenly realized, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, I think I'm a girl. You know, I, th I think that's actually what's, what's happening here. I'm a girl. Yeah, okay. W what happened that, that caused this uh, revelation on his part? Well, I, I think I might have a, an answer to that, but we'll get to it in a second. So um, Carissa Niehoff, who's the CIAC executive, uh, she was asked about, you know, what about all the girls who were deprived of a chance to compete because they were knocked out by these two boys? And Carissa says, we do feel for them. We fully agree. It doesn't feel good. The optic isn't good. But we really do have to look at the bigger issues that speak to civil rights and the fact that this is high school sports. Hillhouse coach Gary Moore said, uh, uh, said that the situation wasn't fair to the girls, um, although he thinks that Miller, the boy, should have been able to compete. So this is, this is the kind of moral courage that we're dealing with here. As he says, yeah, it's not fair to the girls, but, but yeah, I mean, of course the boy should be able to compete. I mean, I'm not saying, I, I, I'm just pointing out that it's not. I mean, don't, look, don't get mad at me. Don't hit me. Please don't hit me. Don't hit me. No, no, no. I, yes, yes, it's okay. This is okay. I'm just saying that maybe it's a little bit unfair. I don't know. Don't yell at me. Okay, fine. It's fair. It's actually fair. Never mind. Forget I said anything. And then it goes on from there with some quoting some other, uh, other people as well. Now, this guy, by the way, Miller, uh, he won the 100-meter and he set a record with a time of 1172, which is a which is a good time for girls, but he's not a girl. Just for comparison's sake, and, and so that you understand, in the state outdoor track and field championships for boys, his 1172 would not have even placed. Okay, so if you're wondering why this guy Miller decided after competing against the boys in the indoor competition, why he decided that all of a sudden he's a girl now. Well, I, I think this might have something to do with it. He broke a record against the girls. If he'd raced against the men, if he'd raced against the men, he would have come in 20th place. So it's, it's first place record breaker on one hand or 20th place non-qualifying on the other. He chose the latter. I wonder why. Now, this is obviously madness. I mean, this is total madness. And to think that we treat the use of steroids as some kind of unforgivable sin in sports, yet we allow men with their testosterone and their muscular 
you know, and, and, and their advantages with their muscular structure, skeletal structure, and so on. We allow them to compete against girls. I, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It, it's, it's unfair to have people using steroids and competing, but that is quite a bit more fair than to have boys competing against girls. At least if you're competing, if you're a, a girl competing against another girl on steroids, I, I mean, you could use steroids too, I guess. So that, that possibility is open to you, although I don't recommend it. But if you're competing against boys, there's nothing you can do. You can't even cheat to, to, to beat him. It's just he's going to beat you. There's nothing you can do, especially when it comes to something like track and field, when it comes to something like racing, because there's nothing else involved in racing other than just who's stronger and faster. That's all that matters. There's no extra bit of athleticism. And by the way, I, I ran track in, in high school, so I say this with all due respect to, um, to track and field. This is one of the things I liked about track and field is that it's just – it's what I liked about running, what I still like about running, is that it's just so kind of direct. It's a very kind of raw and direct sport where I, can I get there faster than you? That's all. So if you're a girl competing against a boy, you, you just, you've got no chance. He's got he, – he, he's coming with physical equipment – that you just don't have. And so it's wrong and it's unfair. But here's, here's the thing. I can't really explain why biological boys shouldn't compete against girls. Um, I can't really explain why it's wrong to steal these championships from girls who have been working so hard for them. I, I, I can't really explain it. It's, if it's not self-evident to you, then... There's not much I can do or say. See, the left, with, its, with, with this gender identity nonsense, the left has come up with a position that is so wrong and so irrational that in a weird way, it's impenetrable. It is a bulletproof argument because it's so wrong and so crazy that there's nothing you can say to it. It's a position that can't be defeated because it's already detached from reality. And so anything that you, any argument that you make is going to be based in reality. So you're making arguments that are grounded in reality and they're floating out there in the ether in fantasy world. Well, what can, you can't, there's nothing, what are you going to do? So I can make my point that biological boys shouldn't race against girls. And then you can say, well, why not? And I can say, because they're boys. That's why. And if that's not enough for you, well, I got nothing. I got nothing else. That's it. I just you, you shouldn't do that. We, we we shouldn't do that because it's it's they're boy. That's a boy. That's a girl. They shouldn't race against each other. Is that is that not clear enough for you? you do you need more than that? That sh that is the end of the argument because that's the whole reason. Uh, I, I, and if you won't accept that, then there's nothing more to be said. You see, traditionally, th there's a reason. You, you may be wondering why arguments and debates in our society are so fruitless and nobody ever wins an argument no debate ever goes anywhere and it's because i think we've um we lo we've lost sight of the point of an argument and the point of, of a debate and there are people who say well you can never win an argument you know arguments can never be won well they can be won the problem arises when one of the people involved in the argument won't acknowledge the fact that the argument has been won. So traditionally, you win an argument by forcing your opponent to either abandon his position or 
by backing him into a corner where he has to, where, where he has to defend some kind of irrational, indefensible proposition in order to maintain his position. That's another way to win an argument. And once that happens in the argument, the argument is over. You won. Even if it continues, you've still won. It's, it's over. So let's walk through the process. When I say boys shouldn't race against girls, and you say, yes, they should. And I say, no, they shouldn't because boys are biologically different from girls. And you say either, no, they aren't different or the differences don't matter. Well, at that point, I've won. With your last statement there, you have just said something irrational and indefensible and wrong. And so I've won. Checkmate in two moves. That's all. That's the end. There's nothing more that can be said. You just claimed either that boys and girls are the same or that their differences aren't relevant to something like track and field. And either of those positions are completely lacking in anything resembling reason, coherence, logic, or scientific accuracy. And so therefore the argument is over. Now I'm emphasizing this point for a reason, because it's important for us to understand that there is no way for us to win the argument after it's already been won. And the people who've been defeated just simply refuse to acknowledge that they've been defeated. Because at that point, it's not really an argument anymore. And when it comes to something like transgenderism, particularly the issue of should boys be allowed in the girls' restroom, should boys be allowed to race against girls, and so on, the people who believe in this stuff, they believe in it based on a religious faith. It is a superstition for them. They have not reasoned their way to this position. So you can't reason them out of it either. They haven't looked at the physical evidence and said to themselves, well, yes, I mean, logically, clearly, a boy uh, is just like a girl, and there's no difference, and so they should race against each other. You know, that's not the process that's happened. They have just accepted this as a matter of faith, as a matter of ideology. You know, it might also be kind of an ideological expediency because they, you know, they realize that by supporting this transgender stuff, they ideologically, it benefits them in some way. But either way, this is not logical for them. And so for those of us who oppose this and who recognize that it's just wrong and baseless, well, the main thing we can do and should do is simply put our foot down and resist it. Give it no room. Seed nothing to it at all. That's what we need to do. We've already won the argument. It's an easy argument to win. It's just scientifically, these are different types of people. Boy, girl, they're not the same. Okay, that's it. Argument is won right there. I have won it. So that part of the, of the program is over. The argument part is over. It's won. Okay. They still won't accept it because they have this. This is a religious faith, a superstition for them. Okay, so now our next move is just whatever they try to do next, resist it. Oppose it, do not allow it, period. That's what we have to do. What does that mean in the case of boys racing against girls? It means that the parents of the girls, the girls who are the victims here, the parents need to band together not to make arguments, not to sign petitions. Not, no, they need to band together and refuse to participate in this kind of thing. They need to say, no, 
This isn't going to happen. We will not accept this. We're going to pull our, our daughters out of track, out of the meets, until this boy is kicked out. They are So you know what? You want to have a boy race? We're going to pull our girls out. Let them run around the track by himself. Okay? Let them do that. Let this track meet just devolve into total incoherence because we are not going to participate. Why isn't that happening? Where, that's what I always think in these situations. Where are the parents? What are you doing? Why are you having your daughter participate in this theater? Why are you having her humiliate herself by racing against this boy that she clearly cannot beat uh, for, through no fault of her own? And so now she has to go through the humiliation of losing to someone who's cheating. These boys are openly cheating. You know, it would be like if it was if you're if you're racing and uh, you know your your daughters are, are are lining up for a race, and then a girl rolls up on a uh, on a motorcycle, and the people in charge of the race say, "Yeah, well, we're going to let her have a motorcycle. No one else can have one, but she can have one." Well, would you tell your daughter to go ahead and race anyway? Of course not. That's not even a race anymore. This is well, I don't know what this is, but it's not. I, no, I'm not going to participate in this. That's what every parent should say. Every parent should absolutely refuse to have their daughters enrolled in these sports so long as this charade is going on. And if that were to happen, then the schools would be uh, forced to make a choice. They'd have to choose between effectively abolishing girls' sports or kicking the boys out. That's the choice they can make. The, parents, the choice that the parents are giving the school is give us back our girls' sports with just girls, or we will not enroll our girls in this monstrosity that you have created. This, uh, I don't even know, you can't even call it girls' sports anymore. This, this theater, this charade, we're not going to enroll our girls in that. And so we will blame you, rightly so, for depriving us of girls' sports. So you can appease the one or two confused boys in the school. And honestly, I'm not even sure that they are confused. I think especially this guy who raced against the boys a couple months ago and is now a girl, I simply don't believe that he's even confused about who he is. I don't believe it. I think he's just plain old cheating. And we, we need to be able to call it what it is because that's what a lot of this stuff is. Uh, now, I fully believe that there's a certain number of so-called transgenders who are legitimately med uh, mentally ill, um, which isn't to say that they're legitimately, you know, the transgenderism itself is not a legitimate phenomenon, scientifically or medically, but they obviously have some issues. And so we should be compassionate to them. And, and I have a lot of pity for them and I pray for them, but we still should not cede to their demands and we should not participate in their delusions or enforce them. That's the worst thing we could do for them. But that's one category. Okay. I think these days, especially, you also have another category of people who are, quote, transgender, especially when it comes to these boys that are competing against girls, where I just, I don't believe that they're even confused. I think that they're just cheating. They're just pretending, plain and simple. And so for them, I have quite a bit less pity. So anyway, the schools can choose between appeasing these confused boys and these cheating boys. They can appease them and thus alienate every girl and every parent in the school, or they can do the opposite. That's the choice that the schools have to be given. Like, who are you going to alienate? These one or two boys who want to cheat, or are you going to alienate every girl in the school? And actually, it's not even alienating. To tell a boy 
that he can't compete against girls, you're not alienating him. To be alienated is to be is to be excluded from some group that you ought to be a part of. That's what it means to be alienated. It, to be alienated is to be deprived of something, of your rightful place in a, you know, somewhere. So boys who are told that they can't compete against girls or who are told they can't go in the girls' restroom, what have you, they are not being alienated. They're being the opposite of alienated. They're being told, no, we're going to include you where you belong, which is with the boys. It's the girls who are being alienated when you allow boys to compete against them because they are being deprived of having that exclusive girls' competition, which is what they should have. So they're the ones being alienated. The only way that this stuff, this gender identity, transgenderism, all this stuff, the only way that this stuff has been able to proliferate is because people who know better, people who are rational, people who are in the majority, have been silent and compliant and obedient and have just let it happen. And so we've got to stop letting it happen. And I just think this issue with the sports is a perfect example. These parents, like, all you need to have is a little bit of courage, just a little bit, just a little tiny thimble full of courage. That's all we need in our society right now. There's a lot of there are a lot of lies that we all know are lies and yet have been able to, to grab hold of our culture because we, most of us, we don't possess even the smallest little smidgen of courage to stand up and say anything about it. That's really the great crisis in American society is cowardice. We're just a nation of absolute cowards who will, who will just won't say anything. We'll let, we refuse to make any kind of stand whatsoever. If we all had just the smallest, tiniest little bit of courage, then things would change overnight. And that's all that's required, to stand up against this transgenderism stuff. It just, especially in this context of sports and so on, it just requires the smallest amount of courage because everybody, if you stand up and say something, almost everybody is going to agree with you. Now, they may agree silently in their heads because they're cowards, but they will agree with you. You're only going to have to deal with a backlash from a small smattering of LGBT extremists. And who cares what they say? Who cares what they think? Who cares? So. A little bit of courage is all that's needed in these times. Let's try that on for size and see what a, what a difference it makes. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Godspeed.